how we can improve our physical health so that we can enjoy the life God has called us to, to the absolute fullest. Hello, my friends. Thanks for being with me today. So funny because total switch up. I sat down to record and was like, eh, don't want to talk about that like I usually do and had a rough idea of what I was going to talk about and said, you know what? I haven't done a five things I'm loving right now in a while and you guys usually have told me that you've enjoyed them. So here we go. Also funny because when I, I did look up um, I referred back to the one I did in, I think March was the last one, and hilarious because goat cheese was on the list, and I was going to put feta cheese on this list, so clearly just to show you, I'm in a big cheese phase this pregnancy, uh, I took feta off the list then, so that is my bonus six, six things I'm loving right now. I cannot get enough feta cheese lately, so... Suvlaki salads all around. It's been like feta on everything. And I just can't explain it to you. We've just 180 from goat cheese and it's all feta all the time. So uh, I hope that's just really helpful to your life now. If you are like, wow, yeah, suvlaki salads. I haven't done that in a while. You will not regret it. Go get some whole wheat pitas, grill up some chicken. So good. I'm having them like at least once a week. <laughs> Anyways, welcome to the podcast. My name is Brittany. I'm excited you're here. I run fitmomlifetothefullest.com. You can go check out more information there if you'd like to. Come hang out with me on Instagram, all that stuff. But today I'm going to talk to you about five things I'm loving right now. And some have something to do with health and fitness. Some have nothing to do with health and fitness. I am just trying to help a sister out because I'm just a Catholic mom who's always looking for suggestions um, and then sharing my suggestions. The only difference here is that I'm the one with the podcast and may, some of you actually listening to this I know have podcasts too so that's awesome and great. Like I would love to share your ideas on here too. It's just you know I'm going to share it here and then I ask you for your opinions. The first one actually because that ties in the first thing I'm loving right now is historical fiction and that is so big because at the end of the year I put up an Instagram poll or whatever, asked a question, however you do it there, and asked for book suggestions because I tend to be such a nonfiction reader and I like fiction. I just have a really hard time finding, you know, things that you don't have to put down because of X, Y, and Z that are contrary to our Catholic faith that I'm like, oh, no, I have to read this. Super dejected with one book that I got and was like three chapters in. I'm like, oh, of course, now I have to put it down because the whole, you know, theme of the book's going to go this way. So anyway, I asked you guys for suggestions in the fiction world and I was so pleased because it's been awesome. It was funny, though, that I got so many historical fiction um, ideas given to me and I've been loving it. I've never, it's not a realm I've super jumped into before. I wasn't opposed to it, but I just really hadn't gone there. So read My Dear Hamilton and The Lilac Girls and some other things that you guys have recommended. And it has been great. I think it's just really cool because it has the relaxing aspect of fiction still, which is what I was really looking for. Because with nonfiction, it's like, great, but you're taking in a lot of information all the time. And I try to use fiction at night so I can calm down a little bit and unwind. Sometimes that works. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes I just get real into it and I'm reading it for four hours. <laughs> but my husband will wake up at like 2 a.m. and the light's still on. He's like, Brittany. Uh, so sometimes that happens. I think that happens to all night readers. But um, I really like it because it just takes you outside of yourself and especially these historical fiction books. It's like, so eye-opening on so many times of, okay, our life is not that hard. A lot of 
these books too have pertained to like Holocaust time or you know World War One times, and you're like, oh my goodness, <laughs> what do I have to complain about? The fact that I had to wait in the drive-through for a long time today, or the fact that my grocery pickup order was wrong. You know, all things that I really get annoyed about. And you read this stuff like, no, this is what these women were doing and I can shut up now. So <laughs> historical fiction, highly recommend if you haven't jumped off the deep end. And I would love any more suggestions from you because I just have this huge list and pretty soon it's going to be nursing time and I'm going to need <laughs> all the book recommendations that you can offer. So that's number one. Number two are Epsom salts. So don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast before. I've used Epsom salts for a while, probably like five years at least, um, soaking in the bath. It depends if you're a bath person. And actually, I feel like I might have used this on a things I'm loving right now already because <laughs> I'm getting deja vu talking about this. But maybe I just, I think I might have just uh, given that advice to a client to do this because she was super sore. But anyway, if I've talked about it, just disregard, move on, skip to number three. But Epsom salts do help muscle recovery. So especially if you're newer to working out or getting back into working out, it can help relax your muscles and help them to bounce back a little bit faster. I personally had not taken an Epsom salt bath in probably like almost a year just because, I don't know, it's just kind of faded off. I don't always make the time to take a bath and whatever. Kind of seems like a luxury, but I'm at that point in pregnancy now where things are starting to be a little achy no matter how much good posture or working out I do or corrective exercise I do, you know, the low back just starts taking a toll. The mid back just starts taking the load away from the core because the core is just being pushed out. Ribs are being pushed out, all that jazz. And an Epsom salt bath really goes a long way to relaxing my muscles. So can't recommend that enough if you've not tried Epsom salts and are not opposed to baths. I know some people like get anxious about sitting in a bath. I do not. I do look forward to it. I still only do it probably about once a week right now, but um, just excited to maybe even dial that up as we get closer to baby time and making more time for that because it really, I think, is more than a placebo. I think it really helps. Okay, number three, kind of in that same vein, I guess. I guess I was on a pregnancy roll here, but uh, number three is exercise balls and you know, you have your small med balls that you're slamming. I love med balls. I have those as well. I have then the just the one big, um, why am I blanking on the name? Not a BOSU ball. <laughs> I can't think of the technical name. Pregnancy brain. Um, it'll come to me as soon as I finish recording on Big Brit. Come on. Come on, girl. You knew what that was. But you guys know what I'm talking about. The big round exercise ball. And some people call them birthing balls if you bounce on it, you know, whatever, when you're in childbirth. But what I have liked it for, because I do tend to neglect this piece of equipment, physio ball. There you go. That's the name. Physio ball. Um, what I do tend to neglect about it is it's so good for those of you who need to modify during pregnancy. So you can use it for a lot of exercises that you you know, wouldn't do pregnant anyway. Like it's great to use actually for ab rollouts. If you're on your knees and you put your forearms and wrists on the ball and you roll out as far as you can forward, roll back, kind of like you could do on a TRX or with an ab wheel, but you could actually do that on a physio ball. You can do hamstring curls. You can do a lot of things on it if you're not pregnant. So sometimes it is a really overlooked piece of exercise equipment in general. So think about that because a lot of you are listening to this like, hey, Brett, I'm not pregnant right now, so I don't really care. 
But if you have not, if you have an exercise ball and you don't really know what to do with it and you're like, I just kind of sit on it and do bicep curls, look up some exercises, YouTube some exercises. I know I have some on my channel, Fit Mom Life to the Fullest on YouTube, but you, there's tons you could just, you know, look up exercises with the physio ball. And there's some really challenging ones, single leg, hamstring, glute bridges, all these kind of things. But what I'm liking about it right now is the fact that I can't be lying flat on my back, but it allows me to get into some exercises that would be tough otherwise, like hip thrusts. I will do get most of my back onto the ball, keep my hips low, and use it for hip thrusts. I will sit on it sometimes just to do upper body and that kind of stuff, but I will also do like my chest work on it, my chest flies, my floor presses, stuff that I don't want to be lying flat on my back for. So if you are past your first trimester pregnancy, I totally recommend that to look at how you can use that physio ball to help you out to elevate your upper body a little bit because you should not be lying flat on your back. All right. It's an issue with blood flow to yourself and the baby. I used to actually think it was just to to the mom. So I was thinking like, well, as long as I'm not short of breath, but it actually is an issue of getting enough blood flow and oxygen to the baby too. So just to err on the side of caution, it's not to say I'm never on my back. I'll catch myself sleeping on my back sometimes or I'll be there for a quick minute in some stretches, but it's just not advised to stay there for a long time. So especially when you're, you know, if you're lifting heavy weight and you're already pushing it on the oxygen and stuff. So, all right, number four, almond milk ice cream is something I am loving right now. So this, I hope was not just an Aldi like find of the week and is going to be gone next week, but I've been doing grocery pickup so much that I hadn't really been in the store. And last week I went in, ventured on in, two kiddos and all, and which was actually really funny because my three and a half year old now this was the first time that we were at the point where he was like asking for things like that has not happened yet. And it was just funny to get into that realm where he picked up a box of Cheez-Its and it's like, can we get these? What are these? Because he had never even seen them before. And then it's cool because, you know, gotta love Aldi. They had a cauliflower one right next to it. And here's just an, a total aside. Sometimes food marketing style they they could be almost the same crappy ingredients. So I did pick up the cauliflower ones. I picked up the Cheez-Its and looked at the backs. And the cauliflower ones actually did have a lot better ingredients. Uh, they did still have natural flavors on there, which was probably code for MSG. So just a hot tip to you. We just talked about that the other week. I willingly knew that, but thought, well, this ingredient list is still far superior to the regular Cheez-Its. So I am going to get the cauliflower ones. Very funny because then I gave them to him later and he was sitting there eating them for a snack and he's like, these taste weird. <laughs> so it was not a good sell, but uh, we learned our lesson on that one. Anyway, I digress. We're in Aldi walking around and I stopped to look at the ice cream because, you know, you got to look. I was actually intrigued because uh, we've got the challenges still running right now and I was talking about how we can get distracted by buzzwords and things like that. And I know that Aldi advertises a keto ice cream. And I'm like, I want to actually look at this because it's probably not even better than regular ice cream. They just slap the word keto on it. You know, I've talked about that before. But anyway, right next to it, I see almond milk ice cream. And that, again, picking up, looking at the back, was a lot cleaner ingredients than just regular ice cream. Plus the fact that, you know, whatever, I'm... If you can tell, if you can tolerate dairy, I'm all for having some dairy in moderation. So that's why I would have been fine with just getting some regular ice cream and having a normal portion of it. I do that all summer long. We'll go out for ice cream. I'll get a normal ice cream, but get a normal size. But uh, this almond milk one, I'm like, you know what? Let's try this. My husband can't do lactose, so I figured, okay, well, I'll at least grab one for him. 
that was actually my intention. And then I was like, yeah, well, you know, I've got to try it too. So I did get two little pints or whatever. They were a little smaller than pints because it was three servings in the container, which also was a plus because the whole servings per container was 660 calories. I remember that because as I looked at it, I'm like, huh, you might be my lunch. And I'm like, all right, 606 calories. I could swing that actually in a day. That's not even that bad. So hot tip if you're feeling like you want a little splurge, but Ben and Jerry's would put you way over. Aldi had it. Don't know if they still do. But yeah, the almond milk ice cream. I know so many stores have it now anyway. But if you do not handle dairy well or you are trying to be super clean, super dialed in and lay off the dairy and the grains a little bit, can't recommend that enough. It was a great little treat and I didn't think it tasted bad. I, I am picky with ice creams. I will not bother if I think it tastes like freezer burn, but I thought it was very good. I also did top it with, I did not eat the whole thing in one day. That was the plan, but it was filling and I topped it with some peanut butter and, uh, you know, peanut butter can cover a multitude of sins anyway. So maybe it wasn't that good. <laughs> maybe take my advice with a grain of salt. But no, my husband did like it and he did not put anything on top. So there you go. All right. Lastly, absolutely nothing to do with health and fitness. Actually, a little bit to do with like mindset. But right now I am loving the show SEAL Team. I was hesitant to say it because, again, you know, I'm coming at you as a Catholic wife and mom where I want to make sure that my recommendations are you know, fully with that stamp of approval, but I have to say, or as it were, seal of approval on this one, mom joke, but this one does have, you know, some raunch to it. My husband and I really try to steer clear of shows that have, you know, a lot of morally offensive things in it and are really trying to, I think I've talked about that recently, why I've been watching, um, we were watching like Food Network and I've been watching YouTube videos on gardening and things like that because we're just trying to get rid of, you know, it's, it is a slippery slope when you're watching something. You're like, well, they only said GD once or, well, there's only two people cheating on their spouses. You know, we start like going down that slope. So um, I do have to give that disclaimer that it was recommended to me and the person had said there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. And then, of course, like, no, I did find some things wrong with it. But to this point, we're still only in season one like nothing's been crazy, nothing we've had to, you know, we've skipped ahead some parts, things like that. So that is my disclaimer. It's definitely not in around the kids show, which then I hate saying because it's like, well, then should you be watching it anyways? But on the, you know, caliber of some of the stuff we've had to turn off, this has really not touched that at all. They really kind of steer clear. There's not much going on in the like relationship department, which is why I think a lot of shows do get raunchy. This is really more just the content of the show, them as seals, what's happening. So some of you are probably listening and watch it and are like, yep, okay, that is pretty much an accurate description, hopefully. Again, I'm only on the first season, so I'm sorry. I think there's four seasons. If it gets like season three and it's really raunchy, that did happen to us with Designated Survivor. We were trying to watch that show and it was like, okay, this isn't bad really at all. And then all of a sudden took a 180 and it was like really bad. So um, with a grain of salt that I'm in the first season, but why I'm enjoying it too is... I think it just goes in the line and with my personality of the same thing with the historical fiction books that when I'm reading it, I'm like, Brittany, yeah, your life's not that hard. Get it together. Be like these women. And watching SEAL Team, I'm sitting there like, yeah, just do it. Like these SEALs are not, do you think they like getting up at this time? Do you think they like everything they have to do? Like they're, no, they're just doing it and they're pretty darn, uh, I want to say bad, bad, you know what I mean just in case you have kids around. But um, yeah, I've been, we've been liking it. 
we also just really like still having a joint show. It's just one that we don't watch it obviously every night, but that, you know, on a Friday night we can sit down and be like, oh, okay, let's, you know, turn on our show. So honestly, it's been taking us forever to get through. So um, yeah, I recommend it, but with that grain of salt, and I think it just makes you really motivated. (laughs) I always like Navy SEAL books. It makes sense that I would like the show as well. And hopefully it doesn't take a turn because I want to keep watching this one. So that is it. That is what I have for you today. I hope that you can enjoy some of those things or take something from this. <laughs> and as always, you can reach me at fitmomlife to the fullest at gmail.com if you have any questions or topics for future podcast ideas. And if you want to chat about anything, all right. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Thank you so much for joining me. I'll talk to you next time. Bye.